Hello and welcome to uh, this week's episode of the Almost Awesome Leave Sports Podcast. This episode is number 29 uh, and it's brought to you by It's Raining Inside by Emprian. The full song will be played at the end as well as linked to the song in the description. My name is Simon and this week we are still Benless because he still doesn't have a computer because he's an idiot. Uh, and only joined by Taryn, of course. Taryn, how are you? Not too bad. You can't blame Ben for the shippers not sending him his CPU yet. You can. I can blame him for not ordering it earlier. Yeah, well, he didn't know his laptop was going to blow up. He, he did know. He, it's been a week, and I, like over a week, so it's his fault now. Uh, for those who are new to this podcast, uh, we are most of the time a three-person, somewhat weekly podcast, so we talk about esports and the standings in our favourite games. Unfortunately, because Ben isn't with us today, I don't believe there is any rocket news again because Lee, he, Ben is just a fucking idiot. <laughs> Still, that's nice. Well, he should fucking be on the podcast, and then he'd understand. So I'll get jump into this with some CS:GO news. Uh, Atletico takes out Parallax in the ESL ANZ Season One Championships. Chief takes third, and with Exile Five taking fourth. Uh, Fnatic beat Envy 2-0 to advance into the E-League semis, with Na'Vi beating C9 16-14 to also advance to the E-League semis against Fnatic. Um, over at Dreamhack Valencia, Nurcio took out Marine Lord in the StarCraft 2 finals, with Nurcio taking the series 4-0. Uh, now into Heroes of the Storm, Dignitas took on Fnatic, with Dig taking out Fnatic 3-2. Now into Hearthstone, Evangelion took out Crane, with Evangelion taking the series 3-1. Now into some fighting game news. Infiltration took out Feudo 3-1 in the Street Fighter 5 finals. Chris G took out Kane Biever to win the Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 2 tournament. Uh, Mortal Kombat saw Sonic Fox take out Tekken Master 3-2 in the finals. It's funny, his name is Mortal, his name is Tekken Master, even though he's playing Mortal Kombat. I don't understand that. <laughs> Ally took out Kamamushi 3-1 in the Super Smash Brothers. Now out of Taron to wrap up the NA and EU LCS because it's fucking forever. Uh, well, because it was forever last week, we decided to split it up into two sections. You know, two half pages rather than one three quarter page. Uh, so first of all, <laughs> well, it saves listening to me for three quarters of the thing with no split up there, considering you don't watch God's game. There's more you, of it. You... <laughs> There's more of it than there was last week. Ow. Because I've... No, get it over with. <laughs> well, if you knew something about God's game, you'd be able to provide input, and it'd be better. That's why you don't play it anymore. <clears throat> I play once a month. Thank you. Uh, anyway, first of all to NA, and despite Phoenix 1 being knocked out of playoffs with their defeat to Cloud9 on Day 3, uh, they defeated TSM on Day 2 to end their 15 series uh, win streak. Something people will remember that I actually called last week. Uh, this loss sets up a top-of-the-table clash between Immortals and TSM, with the winner taking the first seed into the semi-finals. Uh, below them, we've got Cloud9 and Forever 4th Team Liquid. CLG and Envy round out the top six, with it looking very unlikely that Apex will move into the top six, especially looking at the draw next week, with Envy having a much easier final week going up against uh, Phoenix 1 and Echo Fox in comparison to Apex. Uh, in the Challenger series, uh, C9 Challenger has taken out Team Liquid Academy with Piglet, Season 3 World Champion, accidentally locking in Ramus for his support. Seem to have been quite a lot of accidental picks lately. Even more so that don't work. Uh, both teams will move into the promotion tournament. 
Over to EU now, and we saw some rather surprising results with uh, Splice taking out Fnatic 2-0 and taking possession of second place, just below G2. Uh, Giants, H2K, and Unicorns of Love round out the top six. With Rocat unexpectedly defeating Shulk, there is still a chance for Origin to make that seventh place and still be in contention for Worlds. Uh, of course, if they place eighth or lower and go into the relegations, they will forfeit their championship points. Last year's semi-finalists will not have any chance to be at Worlds 2016. Uh, my upset of the week sees Origin taking out the series wins against both Splice and H2K to move into at least 7th and potentially slide into the finals depending on the other results. Uh, I really think that you know the desperation of not falling into relegations and still having a chance to make Worlds will sort of hit them really hard in this last week and we'll see some really high quality play, something that we haven't seen throughout the rest of the split. Uh, I'll be back in a bit to wrap up the other major regions and Oceania. Uh, but over to Simon with some Smite. That's right, we've got Smite now. Uh, it's the second to last week of the OPL, as well upon us, with Alpha Sydney, which is formerly Team Llamas in Pajamas, tying with Insight, which is a kind of a upset because I didn't really see Llamas in Pajamas really tying with the number one team, or number two team, and that's um that's good for them. It seems that they've really uh, stepped up their game after being partnered with Alpha Sydney. Uh, Deadweight. Beat Avantgarde to nothing, which is a obviously it's a dumpster game because Deadweight's really the top pick right now, and Corvaday lost to Pandemonium two to nothing. It really seems sad that you can't really see Corvaday really win anything after joining the OPL. Maybe we could see them if they qualify for the next split. We could see them do something better, but I just I don't know. We'll have to see what happens with that. Uh, to the EU and NA, the EU and NA full split. Relegations have been announced with the Cyclone, Fantastique, which is the former Fnatic team, uh, Torpedo and whatever from EU, Risky Behaviour, Sanguine Esports, Team Envious and the Randozos from NA. These games will take place over the next four weeks, starting on the 4th of August. That'll be really good to see, because um, it seems that the Randozos haven't been really doing at all well in the um, current splits, so if they get knocked out and we can see someone... Like another team try and like try their luck, which is always good to see. And also, well, hopefully we see like their former Fnatic team really like get back into this split because we like to see well the former Fnatic do well. Maybe they get picked back back up by Fnatic. I don't know. Have Have you seen any of these teams play? Like, do you have a tip on which teams will make it into uh into the main SPL? I haven't. I haven't seen them because I missed the Challenger series, and I it was just like full of teams that I had no idea, so I was really following it. But um, I think really in NA, I don't see Randozos moving through because from their like from the way they were playing in the last split, they just they seem to be getting dumpstered by any other team. So unless they can like unless it's like a big difference between the OPL play or the um sorry the the, the SPL players and the like Challenger series players, I don't think that they're really doing very well. If they get knocked out of the relegations, then they'll be pushed back to Challenger and see what they happen with that. So if they can win out of this, then it'll be good for them and maybe they can gather some steam and get back in, but I don't really see it. Other than that, I think Risky Business, or Risky Behaviour, sorry, will um, do well, as well as Sanguine, because they're the two, I think they're the two ones from, um, from like, Challenger. So if they get through, then that'd be good to see some new talent come through. Um, and that's, yeah... I think whatever from EU is a is a um is a promising team because they're just we haven't seen a lot from them. Like they were in the Challenger series and they did well in the Challenger series. I believe they came first in the Challenger series. So if they can 
continue that into the uh, into the SPL. We'll see them see them hopefully do well, or at least better than the Randozos would have done. Um, now back to Taron for the next forty five minutes of league news. There's not that much. Uh, anyway, we'll go to Korea now, and Rocks Tigers sit on top with SKT, Samsung, KT, and Afrika Freaks in second to fifth, respectively, uh, with one win between each of them. Uh, moving into the final two weeks, it's unlikely that any other team will move into the top five and into the final series. Over in China, EDG is still unbeaten with 13 straight wins, and with only one game this week against Saints, uh, it's almost guaranteed that they'll be extending this to 14-0. and zero. RNG will also look to take another win this week, going up against OMG. Uh, to the LMS now, and something we haven't seen for a while. A- neither AHQ or Flash Wolves are sitting on top. We've got J-Team sitting on top with AHQ behind them, and Flash Wolves have fallen to third. Uh, the battle for the fourth and final place in the finals is is a very heavily congested middle of the pack, with Hong Kong Esports, Midnight Sun, and Machi, all within two points of each other. Uh, and finally, in OCE... Legacy, Dire Wolves, and Chiefs have all locked in their playoff spots, with first place to be decided between tonight, hopefully tonight, between uh, Legacy and Dire Wolves. Uh, if Dire Wolves come out and beat Legacy tonight, I believe there will be a tiebreaker between the two, uh, either tonight or tomorrow, uh, with Abyss, Avant Garde, and Tainted Minds. In a three-way tie after Tainted Minds defeated Sin 2-1 to one in a down-to-the-wire base race between Tainted Minds, Fiora, and the entire Sin Gaming. The three-way tire will be uh, settled Wednesday night. Whew. It actually was quite a bit of league news this week. Anyway, over to Simon for the one-minute quickie. All right. So um, my one-minute quickie is kind of similar to, well, a question that I want to ask about the OCE. I'm using it as in my one-minute quickie question because I don't have any other questions. So my question for you in the league is, what do you think, coming up to the finals or the, the final that are coming up soon in like less than a month or so now. What's your pick for number one? Who do you think's gonna gonna bring it out in, in on land? Oh, uh, well, looking at the ladder and the way the season's been going, the obvious two picks are going to be uh, Legacy and Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs have sort of had quite a on and off season. They've had quite a few wins and they had quite a few loss, uh, three losses in a row there. Um. Honestly, if it ends up being a legacy in first, and we have a legacy versus one of the four, one of the three in fourth place, and Chiefs versus Direwolves, I see a legacy Chiefs final, which I'm hoping goes legacy takes out. Uh, but look at it the other way for a second, and if Direwolves end up actually taking out first seed means we'll have a Legacy Chiefs semi-final, which means we will have either Dire Wolves or one of the fourth-place teams in the final. Uh, if that happens, I kind of see whoever wins the second, third game taking it out. So essentially, essentially Legacy or Chiefs, I see taking it out. Well, that's, um, um, that, that's, a, that's a solid solid pick there. Because um, I don't follow it at all. I like Dire Wolves, so I'm going to pick Dire Wolves. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, Game of Thrones. Fair enough. Uh, honestly, though, if I see any of the teams in sort of that fourth place position, so either Abyss, Avant, or Tainted Minds, out of the three, I think probably Avant Guard have the best chance of actually making it to the finals and putting up a fight. The other two were the teams that came from um, Challenger last split. 
So to come from Challenger and be fighting for a final spot in the first, in your you know first split in the main league is to me it's very impressive. Um, yeah. Well, that's good. That's um, that's very. I see that's probably very impressive for them to come come through in there, win that. Um, well, I'll have to see what happens there in in what, 20, 21 days. How many days into it? Less. Uh, about that. Yeah, a couple about, of weeks. Yeah, about three weeks, and um, and then we'll all be together, and we'll have to be able to do a um a live podcast, and we won't have so many like technical difficulties. Hopefully, probably we'll be able to slap Ben across the head when he makes a fuck up. Hmm. Many times, many times. Jeez, he's gonna have a very sore head. He has so much. It's gonna be so good, dude. So oh, excited. Geez. Okay, your question. Uh, my question for you is, um, uh, fuck. Okay, one thing we don't talk about on here a lot is Dota Two. Uh, do you have any interest in the international coming up? Um, I know I, I I don't follow Dota two a lot, but I know my sister does, and a lot of my friends do because they're all like Dota two players, and they're like Dota 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 no league, Gil smart, and I'm like yeah whatever, but it's I, I follow it, and I know that there's a lot of um like popular teams, and I'm having like I'll have to have a look at what the uh, team's playing, but I think because there's the NA team, Evil Geniuses. Like, they're the always ones that go, and then there's Navi from Ukraine. They're always the ones that, like, get up there, and there's also um, Team Secret, I think, is also from NA, and they're very, they're, like, top three. I think that's top three, and then they've got, like, China and Korea, and they're all, like, that's, like, the top of the top, and they're, like, E-Home and etc. But I think it'd be cool to see what that happens, and I'll see good to see what, like, Valve does with it, too, because I know every year they do something different. They do, like... Last time they did a whole, like, the arena was set up, like, the actual, like, game map, and I was like, that's pretty cool. And Gabe came out and talked about Half-Life or some shit. Or that might have been a, an edit. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with it and seeing who wins and, and hearing from my friends all about how, what team they went for. And, yeah, I'm excited for it. I'm excited for all, like, league, leagues of stuff. Not league, but leagues of stuff, because it all just means more competition and, and better better teams come out of it yeah i'm kind of with you there like i don't follow dota at all i don't think i've looked at it in since the last international but there's something about the international where the prize money is what is it now like 15 million dollars or some crazy amount um i think the last one was (coughs) 1.6 no that was the first one the last one was like something like 5 million or something so the prize pool i think so but the winner gets like 2.5 million dollars but yeah that's a I think was it? It's definitely more than that. We'll have to um fact check oh, uh, that one. Hang on, I've got the prize tracker up now. Ah, uh, because it it'll change due to how much um, like it, how much yeah, it's, Valve puts it's still it going at the start, it's, and then how much they everyone buys with the compendium and etc. Yeah, like, it's it still going up now because it goes up until the international starts. But currently, the prize pool is at eighteen million four hundred thousand. Eighteen million dollars. Jesus Christ! You can't tell. All right, now that I can. All right, I have. I have to go on a rant a little bit. Whenever people tell me that video games aren't a sport, I'm just going to tell them that there's a video game co- competition for one single game that's worth fifteen or eighteen million dollars. That's a that's a good that's a good number. I'm going to use that. It's crazy. One. That's crazy. It's, yeah. And like I think last oh but like oh, like on. I just want to say CS:GO tournaments like they're barely ma- like over a million. Like yeah. CS:GO doesn't get like paid anything neither does 
what Smite, their last um, international was a million dollars plus extra that um, came through with skins and stuff, like skin p- purchases. I think it became to like 1.8 or so million dollars. But Jesus Christ, 18 million dollars. Yeah, I think the winners of last year was at Evil Geniuses. Each player who in their team became an instant millionaire from winning the tournament. Yeah, that's um, that's crazy. <coughs> that is incredible. Uh, I got no words. I got no words for that. Speaking of that, we can go into a main topic here, talking about prize pools. And what do you actually think of these prize pools? Do you think it's justified to have $18 million as a prize pool for one tournament? Um, or would you prefer to see it like the way Smite does it, where the, I think the reason their world championship was capped at a million dollars is because they took anything excess and invested it in other tournaments throughout the year. Uh, that I think that was that was like something that they did, which is nice. But I think with the giant prize pools, it makes some people it makes the competition more meaningful. Like it makes people like makes the teams want want it more and more, and it makes everybody like try a lot harder because they know that there's so much more on the line than just a million dollars is 18 times more than a smart tournament and like i know that leagues ones are pretty big but i thought that also like smart uh, csgo ones are very small like the prize pools for the last one the e-league was two hundred fifty thousand, which is minuscule compared to the dota one and it's it's hard to like i think with these giant tournaments you can't really have it like you can't have one tournament that's $18 million, another one that's 250000 because it means that the people that are trying to be, like, the CSGO players aren't getting as much from the games as, they as like, a Dota player was. So they, it's, there's no less incentive to be a CSGO player. Yeah. I mean, as a league player, I don't understand why people are being pro-league players when there's so many similarities between league and Dota 2, yet the prize money in Dota 2 is... 18 times more in their major tournament plus they have more tournaments through the year you know you it's the same as csgo you've got smaller tournaments you've got majors now yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of internationals there's like three or four internationals per year yeah plus not uh not internationals but they've just started up a major sort of the majors as they call them sort of like csgo but then they still have the international yeah, it's an international tournament, but they're just a major, like the Manila major. Yeah. I, one of my friends went to it because he's in, lives in um, Manila, whatever. It's um, I can't remember the name of the country. Somewhere overseas. It's Southeast Asia, and it starts with a P. I don't remember the name of it. Fuck it. No, it's Phuket. Fuck it. I want to say Portugal, but it's not Portugal. It's like the main capital, the capital is Manila. I'm having to Google it. Philippines. All right. Um, I didn't Google it. I just, I, yeah. So I have a friend that lives in the Philippines and he went to the last like Manila major and he said it was great. And I was like, that's really cool. And I saw photos on Facebook and all that stuff. So I think with all these different like international like tournaments, because they are international tournaments, they're not, one's called the international, but the rest of them are like world tournaments. But I think it's like Square with the, um, with like heaps of different majors, but that one big tournament at the end of the year really changes the whole game for everyone because yeah. it gives it more incentive to everyone else to be better. It's like the international is more the World Cup. Like more teams are invited to it. Uh, it's a longer event. I think the international is two or three weeks. Yeah. In comparison to a major, which is just two weeks. I think it's yeah, watching. Um, I think last year's one they had like two weeks and there was a heap of different little like mini games with like one v ones and and um 
like no, no, all star no. international. Yeah, they had all star no. matches and stuff. Did they? Yeah, they had like an all star match where every time you died, you were given a new character and with random skills. So you'd, you'd see like a match go on for like probably like three hours of just pro different pro players just switching out and um, playing against each other with random characters with random skills. Okay, that's that was cool. that was a cool thing to watch, and I was like, oh, that's nice, and. I think that's what they how they pad out the time, and they have a lot of like uh, analyzing times where they have a lot of people come in and they analyze a lot, which is. It's not just that, but their group stages are a lot more fairer. That's like, true. They each have a person, lot of... each each person, each team in the, each group plays each other once. Yeah, so it's a it's a round robin um, group stage that moves into a full like actual tournament stage, which is very nice. Yeah, into a into a double elimination, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, because we saw, t- I think it was Team Secret last year came through the lower bracket pretty much from the start of the finals and moved right through the lower bracket into the finals. Um, but yeah, as I was saying before, it confuses me as to why people are playing League as a profession when there's so much more money in this game that is, in all respects, pretty much the same thing. It's It's a bit different. You have to understand that. Okay, it's, uh, CS, oh, no, not yeah. CS, Dota and, and League, uh, they're similar games as their MOBAs and the used items and there's characters, but they're very different in their mechanics. Like, in League, you've got, like, um, active skills that you can use that will, like, that every character has that, like, well, like, um, Zonya's that, like, makes you invincible and, like, Ghosts and, and, and Summon a Heal and all these different things that kind of switch up the game. But Dota doesn't have that. It's all skills. It's all... Your character picks, it's all this stuff, it's different stuff, and it's it's a lot of, like, League I see as, I was talking to my sister, and she tried League one time, and she was like, oh, it's just easy, it's just easier than, than Dota, because there's not a lot, lot as much to think about, and I was like, well, fuck you all the League players, but, I mean, come on, it's just easy. <laughs> no, yeah, but I mean, when you're investing, you know, three, four thousand hours in a year, if not more, to, you know, learn, understand this game, and be a professional player... Why put the effort into something which has That's one eighteenth of the prize pool? Plus, you know, with league you've got two international tournaments a year. You've got you know world and MSI. That's true. Whereas Dota two, you've got the international, which has this massive prize pool. But then you've got majors, which have what are they? Four majors a year? Uh, I think it's like that with all over the world. Um, right yeah, from which have a prize pool of the same as you know league worlds plus you've got all the minors plus you've got all the individual country tournaments there's so much more money in dota 2 than league or in smite where everything's run by the company I, and it seems like yeah. it's just a waste of time i want to um like answer that question with a question of my own why do you think that league is so much bigger like there's so much more advertising and more like pro players and um and like celebrities getting into league and, and endorsing league rather than Dota, if there's so much more money in Dota. Honestly, as someone who, you know, plays League, I think the reason League is so much bigger is because League was here first. That's was the it? only reason I... Yeah. I don't uh, think it was, because Dota... League started original, before Dota 2. The original Dota came out before League. Yeah, but not Dota 2. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Dota... League's been out for seven years, I think. Dota... Original Dota was a was a Warcraft mod. Yeah, uh, Dota 2 release. 13. Dota 2 came out in 2013, Yeah. whereas League came out in 
2009. Oh, wow. So, yeah, League's been out for a lot longer. That's the same reason why I play League is because when I first got my computer, I had friends say, you know, come play League. There was no Dota 2 at the time, other than, you know, invites to come play the beta. So it's just got to the point where League has this four-year head start that it's just grown and it's built. And Dota 2, in a way, has piggybacked off that and then exceeded. But because people like, you know, people who have been playing since League started, four years of investment in a game is too, is a long time to be able to, to you know, jump to another game. Um, that's why I think League does so well. Not because it's a better game or all this other shit that I say. Same problem Smite has, to be honest. It's true. Smite, Smite came out in, what, 2013, 2014? It, it came out, as, like, release time came out in 2014. Yeah. But it, so it's been Smite, in beta for, like, years. Yeah. But Smite Esports would have started then, sort of, 2015? Uh, no, they started first year. Yeah? 2014, yeah, season one was, was 2014. But because it came out so long after everything, even though it's different, people are already playing either League or Dota 2. Why should they move to something else? Like, they've already invested thousands of hours or sometimes thousands of dollars. You're not going to just leave it and go play something that's pretty similar. That's true. There's, um... It's a, yeah, I, I think I agree with you that it's, it's something about to do with, like, the fact that League started their esports, like, seasons a lot earlier than in Dota 2, and, and then all these people that, yeah, so they put all those hours in, don't want to change over to something else, and want to have to relearn stuff from a different game. But a lot of the new players that have just started up in, in League, like, a lot of the new, like, um, esports players, why don't they just, why didn't they start in, in Dota in the first place? Probably because a lot of them have still been, again, they've been playing League since it came out, and they're just getting to the age where they can play professionally. Yeah. So, because I think League has a limit, uh, I know in Oceania it's 17 to play in the top, top League. <clears throat> um, so yeah, you know, people might have been playing from when they were 13, 14 when the game came out, and they've got better and better and better, and then they've finally become of age, and a team has offered them a contract, and they've started playing professionally. Whereas that's something that doesn't happen in Dota. Like, you're not going to be playing League for years and years and years and then get offered a contract in another game. Um, that's the way I see it. I'd love to be able to get, you know, speak to someone that's gone from professional League over to professional Dota. If, if you but, are listening to this, um, send us a message on, on Twitter and we'll, um, we'll get you on. We'll have an interview with you. It'll be really interesting. I don't think we even have professional Dota in Australia. There's not a lot, yeah. It's mostly, mainly Southeast Asia and um, and NANU, as well as China and Korea, etc. Yep. But, yeah, I think all we did there was answer questions with more questions. That's true. So, um, with that, I think we'll wrap up the episode. Don't you say, Taryn? Yes, let's do that. Well, let's Good do idea. it. All right, so... Um, Thank you for listening to this episode. Uh, my name is Simon. You can find me on Twitter at AAE underscore Simon. You can find Taryn at AAE underscore Taryn. There you go. And you can also find us on our uh, website at almostawesomeesports.com and find all our details on there. Taryn, is Ben's stuff fixed yet or is it still linking to yours? No, Ben's stuff is fixed. It all links to his stuff. Yay. Not that you'd want to click on those links, but it's don't, there. Yeah, I don't know why you want to. But... That's um that's about it. So uh thank you all for listening and tune back in next week when the next episode comes out and listens to whatever bullshit we talk about then.
Hopefully we have been with us. <laughs> Hopefully. Bye. Bye.